It's the first Tuesday of the month, and at this place, that means it's time for Town Talk, our monthly review of accomplishments, issues, and celebrations involving the town of Wyndham. It's brought to you at this time on the first Tuesday of each month by Prime Materials Recovery with facilities on Ash Street and Milk Street in Willimantic. Prime Materials Recovery assists manufacturers and utilities to maximize their resources through scrap recovery. And Jim Rivers, the Wyndham Town Manager, is the star of the show on Town Talk on the first Tuesday of every month. Jim, good morning. I think we should give full disclosure here. I think there are some people to be surprised that I texted you at 11.30 last night, and you responded at 11.30 last night. Between the two of us, do we get any sleep? Listen, I'm always working for the people of Wyndham, Wayne. Everybody knows that. And by the way, it's my party, and I'll cry if I want to. Whether it's 11.30 a.m. or 11.30 p.m. Oh, so what were you doing up at 11.30 last night? I'm up. I don't sleep, Wayne. I, that's, the, that's the role of the town manager. You don't get to sleep. It's a required qualification. Now, I sleep plenty, but I also um, I'm on the job all the time as well. So uh, don't worry about me. When you are sleeping, Jim, do you dream about the Wyndham budget? I think uh, a, a job like mine, you're always thinking about it. And uh, when, you're, when you're a person in charge and the people out there that know what I'm talking about, when you're in charge, you're always thinking about work. You are always thinking about work. So what kinds of things are you thinking about with the Wyndham budget vote? Well, you know, that's, that's exactly one of those things that I am thinking about is passing a budget the first time, which is very important. And I, I've been trying to, I don't know, guide the, the community because we don't have a very good history of doing this, but it gets very expensive if you don't pass your budgets. It's, it's, uh, of course, it has a, an emotional impact and in, in in an impression on the rest of the world that we've we got chaos here. But uh, besides that, there are actual real costs to, to running these referendums. We have a required referendum in Wyndham. We're one of the few towns of our size in the state that have an automatic referendum still. Uh, I think it's kind of a holdout from old times, but we, we still have it, and the people get to vote on the vote the bu- budget no matter what they are. Um, and that's the case this year. We have a budget referendum next Tuesday. Tonight is the town meeting, which, again, a kind of a leftover from old times. We have an, a town meeting that really doesn't mean anything because you can't change the budget. It has to be set before tonight's meeting. <clears throat> but we, we uh, basically adjourn to a referendum tonight at the town meeting at 7 o'clock. No other business for that town meeting is planned. So uh, if you want to come out and just watch us adjourn to a referendum, you can, but it's not going to be very exciting. But uh, That is the charter. That's how we're required. We're required to have the first Tuesday and the second Tuesday being our town meeting and our referendum. But we do need to pass the budget. It looks uh, pretty good this year, not as good as last year where we gave a huge uh, refund to everyone. Uh, But this year it's pretty close to flat. Uh, the town general government budget came in at uh, zero with a few adjustments by the Board of Finance. The city budget, Wilmanic Taxing District, is at a zero mil increase as well. And the, uh, the school budget went up a little bit. Uh, I think it's a, I, wanna, I, I don't know for sure, but maybe 2.75%, which again is less than half of inflation the last couple of years. It's still very much in check. And that equated to... Uh, about two-thirds of a mil uh, increase. Uh, so, uh, you know, that 
you know, is insignificant really in the scheme of the last couple of years in the, in the rate of inflation. So, uh, again, we're, uh, we're doing pretty good financially. I talked about it pretty heavily the last couple of, uh, times I was on your show and, uh, we continue to do very well financially in, in the community in spite of the challenges, uh, most notably recently is the inflation that we're dealing with. Well, you know, my favorite question, Jim, and that has to do with the snow removal budget, because we got about 60% of an average winter's snowfall this past year. I would think that that would mean that you save some money there. Does that just go right back into the snow removal budget for next year, or does that get reallocated somewhere else? How does it affect the overall budget, or does it affect the overall budget? So that's another good point, Wayne. Yes, we have good years and bad years, and this was a good year for snow removal. However, the little storms can cost us. We still got to send the crews out, and they still have to spread material, and that's where the money is. It's, and we do primarily use salt in the town of Wyndham, a little bit of sand out in the in the country part of the town, but we use mostly salt, and that was, you know, again becoming more expensive every year. Um, so we did use quite a bit of salt, not as much as uh, you know, probably a below average. But we have a fund that we uh, we we get money from the state to pay for our snow removal called called Town Aid Road. And every year we get a few hundred thousand dollars, about 300000 from the state to go towards our roads. And we use that in the town of Wyndham. We allocate that towards the snow removal budget. So that goes into a fund. And if we don't use it all in one year, then it spills over next year to help us maybe with a heavier or more, or more difficult year. So this year, yes, there'll probably be some funds left over, and they will spill over into the fund for next year. And if we have a really bad winter, it won't cost the town taxpayers any more money because we'll have, you know, the extra money from a good year. So that's kind of how it works. So we, we kind of level things off so we don't get that payment shock on taxpayers, you know, swinging back and forth from a good and a bad year of snow removal. So it works out pretty good. That's a good point, too, that it may not be a six-inch snowfall. It might be a little of an ice storm or some slippery stuff that doesn't show in the snowfall stats, but the trucks still have to come out. They still have to treat the roads so that people are able to get around and do what they've got to do. There's been a lot of buzz in the last couple of weeks about possibly renaming Jilson Square, meaning the grassy surface by the Shibu stage, David Foster Park. We did talk about that with Mayor DeVivo last week, but I just wonder what your take is on that and what would the policy, what would the process be to get the renamed Jilson Square named David Foster Park since Lefty's done so much for this community? Well, for sure, uh, Mr. Foster is, is one of my favorite folks in town here. He has given so much uh, and very been not only given a lot financially, but he's extremely supportive of, uh, you know, everything we've done. I mean, he was one of the first people, I'll just truth be, be told here, I went over to visit him and I'd never been in his facility over there. Uh, which is amazing just to see, you know, the business that he has there. It's, it didn't know it existed in in Wyndham and Wilmantic. How about the pictures on the wall, Jim? Uh, yeah, just just it's like a museum. I mean, it's 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 a it's a music uh, you know museum there, and it's in right here in Wilmantic. But uh, he's a he's a great guy, and I, right from the beginning, you know, he was very supportive. You know, of all the things we've done to to create more value in the community, to invest in the community. Like the mayor says, we, we're ma- we've been making investments very heavily the last six years or so since I arrived and since, you know, Tom DeVivo is the mayor and, you know, leadership has changed. A lot of things have happened, right? I think everybody in, in town just had it with the, you know, not investing. I mean, at some point you have to say, hey, we got to try a different direction here. Doing the same thing over and over again isn't working. So everything kind of came together at that time. But at the same time, I met Mr. Foster 
And he was a big proponent of the investments that we make in the community. And I think together, you know, momentum feeds on itself. And I think he saw what we were doing and he said, I'm going to do something. And he got a lot more aggressive with his donations in recent years. And we, we'd have these discussions and we still have them. Uh, you know, the more he did, the more I think the town wants to do. And, and it's, it's not just him, but, it, you know, across the board, there's, there's just a lot of momentum and investment in the community. But he was really one of the leaders early on that, that encouraged me, encouraged the mayor, and, and put his money where his mouth is, too. He, he took the, uh, the trust, the family trust money, and he's been really aggressive uh, making things better, making lives better in Wyndham. So I, as far as naming things, hey, uh, there's this, there's no, the sky is the limit as far as naming anything after Mr. Foster, as far as I'm concerned. There is a, there's some technicalities here um, that uh, we have a naming policy, uh, an ordinance, and, but it requires, unfortunately, uh, for, for this, the, this recent request that people are deceased before, and I think for a year or so, I don't have it in front of me, but uh, it, 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 there's a whole process to go through but typically it has to be, uh, if it's a person, I think they have to be deceased for at least a year. And I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but that's just the rule. I think the mayor is looking at it. There have been a lot of people coming forward, like you said. It certainly uh, uh, makes a lot of sense uh, to do that. Uh, the Shabu stage, of course, is, is funded partially funded by Mr. Foster. The whole idea of the stage really was pushed by Mr. Foster. The design came from Mr. Foster. A lot of the big events on that stage of being paid for uh, and encouraged and, and, and organized by Mr. Foster. So I, I agree 100% on, on the, you know, the name of that. But, again, the, the details, I think the mayor is looking at it, and, uh, and we'll talk with the council, I'm sure, as far as uh, what, what they might want to do next. But it's, it's, it's been really uh, exciting to see everybody come forward and, and make that request. Well, it's a monthly discussion we have, Jim, about what's going on with all the construction projects downtown. What's going on first off next door at what we now call the Foster Building? Yes, uh, Wayne, all good news. Uh, Everything around you seems to be under construction, uh, especially down your end of town there. We've got just so much uh, good things happening. So starting with the, the old the Foster Building, speaking of Mr. Foster, um, yeah, there's, there's uh, crews in there every day now. I, I went in there, you know, a few weeks back, and it was 30 people working in there. They finally got that elevator shaft uh, t- torn down because the elevator is being relocated into the middle of the building uh, for, for flow of these 47 apartment, building, apartment units that are going to be uh, built there. You look inside, you can see a lot of partitions up. Uh, they've got, I think, the entire skin of the building off now. That took them a while to get the front off because of the state DOT uh, sidewalk closure permit that was needed. Uh, so they're really moving along now. And, uh, uh, again, windows are almost all installed. It looks like I'd, I'd say maybe 60 70%, maybe 80% of the windows uh, around uh, three sides of the building anyway. And then the front they'll be working on next. So, yeah, you're right. There is a lot of activity there. They seem to be uh, really committed at this point. You know, there was a time, you know, everybody was, uh, you know, I say critical of, uh, of that project. Uh, there was, just to remind everybody, we had a little adversity the last few years, uh, starting with the pandemic. Uh, then there was, uh, of course, funding dries up right around the, after the pandemic because uh, some of the funds that I think the uh, the developer had were not available anymore because of uh, the you know, hesitation by 
uh, a lot of investors at that period of time. Uh, then uh, the, the gentleman had various illnesses and still continues to have some some struggles with different health issues. And then uh, you throw in inflation uh, the last couple of years and trying to get uh, costs down back into budget. But uh, all that aside, it seems that we are moving rapidly forward on that project. And I believe he is, uh, there's a lot of activity uh, on the Poya building, which he also owns, and the Hooker and the Hale. Um, that he had done some work with uh, the remediation of issues on the Hooker and the Hale was done some time ago, a couple of years ago. Uh, in, in various plans and permits are done for those projects. But I, I see more activity. My team is seeing more activity uh, out of those two uh, projects as well. So it's all good there with uh, uh, Mr. Kelly, who is in uh, – Martin Kelly is the name of the developer. Uh, across the street, of course, uh, we've got the Murray on Main. Uh, that is starting to really shape up on the outside. The inside is just about done. Uh, in the outside, uh, windows are now being installed. They thought they were going to, it was going to take till July to get the windows in, but I guess they came in, uh, uh, sooner than they, uh, they thought they were. So they're starting to install the windows. You can see those on the upper floors. Uh, and then all the brickwork is being done, but that is going to really, when you see that building come back to life, uh, you know, with the, uh, the facade up on top is going to be reinstalled, the original facade. An overhang, it's going to be quite impressive. All the glass that you're going to see on the front part of the storefronts there. Um, then, meanwhile, we have uh, Quinnebog Valley Community College coming back. Um, they should be back in the fall, uh, full speed again. Uh, like We're very glad of that. Of course, you got the pizza place next door to you, uh, bringing a lot of traffic to that area. So there's a lot of life being breathed into that end of the street uh, uh, really rapidly. Yeah, in fact, they were doing some uh, signage changes across the street from us here on QVCC, and they're they're changing the name of all those community colleges. Something about Connecticut State, Quinnebog, I I forget the exact sequence. In fact, we'll have the uh, uh, president of QVCC on the radio here next week. But anyway, there will be a new look on the front of that. I want to go back to the the Murray on Main building for a little bit. Yeah, you're right. I noticed yesterday, and it might have been there for a month for all I know, but I did notice those upper floors, they had new glass windows. It's not boarded up or whatever they had before. Some of those are just open or they had some kind of covering to keep the rain out. But you can tell that the new windows, because they got those little uh, labels on them, although one of them was open and a pigeon flew out. So (laughs) they need to put one more window in that building. I saw that yesterday. The other thing, going back to the Foster building, is that, you know, we have this uh, new traffic flow going on the street behind this radio station, Riverside Drive. Now you can't keep going out toward Main Street. you got to take a left on I don't think there's an official name for the street, but, you know, back in the old days, it was Railroad Street, and that's what I'm going to call it. But a topic came up a few weeks ago. Someone pointed out the fact that when we have Third Thursday Street Fest, and the first one of those is coming up on the 18th, just 16 days away. By the way, notice how I'm getting all the rain out of the way now, so it's a dry Third Thursday for the first one of the year. But the point is that with that Riverside Drive closed off now behind the Foster Building, it really changes what happens with normal traffic flow because you can't come down Riverside Drive and then take a left on Railroad Street because the Street Fest uses that. But from what I heard from Mayor DeVivo, that has been addressed and taken care of. Can you complete the dots here? 
No, I can't. I I don't know what uh, the mayor's talking about. Okay, wait a minute. Then, then I'll let me just. <laughs> I thought you would know, but it's all right. I'll, I'll tell you what he told me. He said what they're going to do is they're going to shorten the eastern extent of Third Thursday on Main and have it end right there at that corner. So that means the traffic can come through, can take a left on railroad, go up to Main and take a right because all the activity on Third Thursday be to the left. So it's, it shortens that portion of the third Thursday by a, short, a very small amount. But the bottom line is, it was an issue. They've taken care of it. Problem solved. Yeah, yeah. I, I, now I know. I didn't know what you were talking about exactly. Many say that about me. Yeah. Uh, no, that that whole area right there. It, you know, all of us that have been to third Thursday, There's not really a lot of displays, and the road is four lanes wide right there as you go from that area of railroad. You know, down. Uh, I'll say out out side of Main Street towards Gilson, there was plenty of room to bring emergency vehicles in there anyway, even with, uh, you know, various displays on the sides of the street there. But I think that uh, this is part of another plan that I know the third Thursday organizers, and I'm not a part of that team, but I, you know, of course, we're partners with them on a lot of areas of of third Thursday, but um, they're trying to move uh, the third Thursday up to uh, the town hall uh, corner there. So up to, up to high street, which has been on and off over the years because it costs money to, to fill a block, right? You have entertainment, you have sound, things like that that you have to pay for. So I think what they're trying to do is slide it up anyway, but certainly not having any displays on the street, which, again, uh, the last few third Thursdays, I didn't see much going on there anyway, so that's why I was a little confused when you started this. Um, There's always been really availability, and I've talked to the police and the fire chief. There's never been a problem down that end of the street anyway. To, To go out and use that extent or that end of uh, of the uh, uh, Riverside Drive for an emergency, you'd never go that way anyway, you know, it just because the emergency vehicles would just go out the way I just described because there just isn't much there. But I think that there has been, for the last few years, uh, that businesses up the other end of the street want to see Third Thursday kind of slide up a little bit, and that way it would end as exactly as you described, by the light, um, for uh, you know different reasons, but certainly it helps the situation with the construction for sure. That, that absolutely is true. Now- this was exacerbated because of the closure of Riverside Drive behind the aforementioned Foster Building. Then, speaking of Foster and across the street, coming up on the Saturday at Memorial Day weekend, big show at the Shabu stage. The Shabu All Stars will be on stage, and I just wanted to get a thought from you because what Lefty told us, and I thought this was interesting. Once he finally got this thing together to say we're going to do this, you got all these musicians to bring in and stuff. He looked for an open date. He didn't want to do it Memorial Day weekend, but he looked for an open date, and the rest of the summer they were all booked. And what does that say about the success of A, Jilson Square, and B, the Shabu stage? Uh, it certainly speaks to our success, and, it, and it, it, we're working on processes to where it's going to be, I don't want to say competitive, but we're probably going to have to create a process, and we knew we were going to have to do this at some point, maybe not as soon as we are, we are going to have to. Where You're going to have to come in with your proposal you know, sometime at the end of the year, you know, before the new year, and we're going to have to sit down as a committee and say, okay, we're going to, well, obviously we're going to let something like Chibu All-Stars take precedent on a Saturday or Friday or Sunday or whatever, but if you've got a little thing going on with 50 or 100 people, you might not be able to get the stage on a Saturday night. We're going to have to move you to a different night, and there's plenty of opportunity. You don't have to be there on a Saturday. Saturday. We can we can use the other seven, six days in the week, but that, that's a very good point. Success uh, has been... Uh, greater than we expected, I think, over the uh, the last couple of years. You know, we got, again, the, the COVID took us down a couple of years and set us back. Uh, but, you know, you're seeing a lot of events. And one of the events you didn't mention yet, 
I was on uh, the Mother's Day event coming up. Uh, it's a, it's a Latino themed, uh, a lot of Latino stars. One of them, uh, the headliner there, the, uh, the lady, uh, she is a big star. We are charging for that, 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 uh, performance because it's so expensive to put together. We're also using some ARPA money. We still have ARPA money for some of the town run performances. Uh, but again, that should be a really big show. And that is, uh, I think the 13th of May. I'm not sure about my dates. In, uh... Yeah, that's what I've got, May 13th. And then the day before that, the grand opening of a new addition to the skate park. Do tell. Yeah, that's coming up, I think, this Saturday, right, Wayne? If I got my dates right, uh, 12, 12 p.m. Well, what you texted me at 1130 last night said Saturday the 12th. Or maybe that's Saturday at noon. I'm not sure which Saturday you meant there. It, it was this Saturday, 12 o'clock, I understand, is the skate park ribbon cutting. That's the new addition to the skate park. And again, ARPA money that we use, uh, American Rescue Act plan money that we're using to uh, enhance our infrastructure here, certainly on our parks. And uh, again, Brian, uh, uh, our new town engineer, has been leading that project, and it, it turned out really nice. And we have probably one of the best skate parks this side of the river for sure. And, uh, again, come on down at 12 o'clock and uh, fun for all. But it's, uh, it's very impressive. That whole park, of course, Lauder Park is a really impressive park. And, uh, again, just things are going really well. We have nothing but good things to talk about, right, Wayne? And it, it, it's, it's hard to fit it in in the hour that I have here. But, yes, things are moving very quickly. 12 o'clock Saturday, please come down and, uh, and see our new skate park edition. See, now I see what you texted me at 11.30 last night. You said, Skate Park, new edition, grand opening, Saturday 12. And I read that to mean Saturday the 12th. But no, you meant this Saturday, which is the 6th, and that would be at 12 noon. Now it all comes together for me. And I hear there's a new gas station coming to North Wyndham, maybe. Yes, so uh, that application came in. It's something that, again, as I've mentioned before, we have a pipeline here of it starts with an inquiry, right, from maybe a realtor or a developer. We don't really discuss that because it may not come to fruition and we don't want to blow the deal up before before they can nail down the property or the permits or what have you. But we do have now a pu- public information on a project in North Wyndham where an application has come in, and I'll call it a very nice uh, higher-end gas station. We have a, a nice country store, uh, a nicer facility. I'd say, you know, it's like some of these newer Cumberland farms but nicer uh, where there's a bigger store, maybe some some other uh, uh, chain type uh, things, you know, connected to it. Uh, but it, you know, it's a it's a twelve uh, twelve pump or uh, station uh, gas station up there on the four acres. You see that big sign that says four acres for sale next to the Masonic Lodge. That is the property that I'm speaking of. And again, we can use more gas over there because, as you know, when you try to get gas from the other station by uh, Harbor Freight, it's in the road a lot of times, uh, certainly during rush hour. So it's it's a welcome addition to that end of town, I think. And, of course, the tax dollars, the jobs, uh, it's building permits. It's all, again, continuing along the momentum that we have of of redeveloping Wyndham, uh, you know, taking up vacant lots. In fact, most of the properties in town you see – you still see some vacant properties. You still see some buildings that are not look like there's any activity. Most all of them have this project going on behind the scenes uh, where a developer has come in and either purchased the property. Maybe they haven't got the project off the ground. Maybe they don't even know what the project is, but they're going to, they've made an investment and have committed themselves to, uh, to redeveloping that property. And it's pretty much across town at this point. 
I was coming back from my little stroll on the Hop River Trail yesterday, and I looked over there and I saw the old Friendlies building on West Main Street, and that's been sitting there idle for a while. Is there any action on that at all? Yes, uh, there. There's a that changed ownership a year and a half ago, maybe, uh, maybe two years now. Time flies, but there is a developer that purchased that, and we've heard different names. Uh, I don't want to mention any of them over the, over the internet. I mean, over the radio, but. Um, it, it, you know, something's going to happen there. I don't know when, uh, but somebody made a pretty healthy investment. I think they may have, may have spent about $500,000 to pay for that property in a year and a half ago. So I, I think that you're going to see something happen there fairly soon. I'm just not sure what it is. And lastly, I was also driving by the new parking garage, the Intermodal Transportation Center. And just a couple of thoughts on how this worked out. It sounds to me like that was a big success. Yeah, you know, certain uh, some days that that's half full. Uh, you know, we just added fees uh, for the garage because we we waited a little longer than we told everybody. But we it was good to get a head start and get people used to using the garage. But you know, one of the biggest challenges, a good problem to have, is going to be parking. Uh, and we saw that coming. If if we were successful, we knew we were going to need parking, and that's why we went after that garage project, which which sat dormant for quite a few years. Uh, but now down that end, you know, back to the, your question about around the, the WII area, parking is going to be a major challenge for us. Uh, with QVCC coming back, the pizza shop, these two apartment buildings, uh, you know, just all the activity on that end of the street. The Crosby lot is generally full on any given day w- with QVCC gone. So we're going to have our, our hands full with parking, but we do have some ideas and some plans. The mayor is working on something and has been for a few years uh, uh, with the state of Connecticut, we have the big lot by uh, uh, next to the community center, which has 200 spaces in it. So we do have some some parking, but it's going to be really fun to see a lot of these parking areas be be jamming, and that means that the, the town is jamming, and that's a good thing. And by the way, I talked earlier about the name change of QVCC. It will become Connecticut State Quinnebog Valley on july 1 and they're doing some changing of the signage right now across from main street jim a lot of good information as usual thank you for joining me this morning thanks for having me wayne it's a pleasure that would be the town manager of Wyndham, jim rivers our program town talk brought to you each month by prime materials recovery with facilities on ash street and milk street willimantic 14 wili willimantic and 95.3 fm